0: do is open the floor for sharing for anything that may have come up between last night and this morning. you have something you want to share? We're just going to take a few minutes for this, and then we're going to get into the, the physical stuff, but go ahead.
1: As far as love, I, I feel like I got my money's worth already. It's like this um, relationship. Come on over. This relationship I was in, and I broke up, is was, was really painful, and I broke up back in, uh, I mean, I guess I was broken up three years ago, but I didn't know it, but I knew it back <laughs> in April. Thank you. All right. <laughs> and, um, I look, I hadn't seen him really at all in all that time, and
0: I'm coming here, and here
1: he is in the road behind me. <laughs> and, I'm, and, and I feel so empowered, you know, because like last night, and you know, it doesn't affect me at all. I'm, 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 I'm being the observer, and then he pulled up beside me. I had this great big teddy bear that I just bought yesterday. That takes up my whole front seat. And I just went like, Hong
0: Kong. <laughs> and I felt so.
1: It felt so great. And It feels like it's it's
0: working. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're drawing events to us. Uh huh.
1: I got aware of something that um, interesting because I was having a vlog on the left side. Of- head and some pressure I was feeling that on my head in this area and um, I got in touch with not being able to, to trust the process that the abundance would come to me and was angry at myself for not trusting it and that's what I got clear of yesterday when I was talking to Michael and I didn't realize it but all the talking and everything and I was getting clear with that and, and it was just really interesting that in life, you can't always, I didn't know that I was angry at myself, but when you don't trust the process how it works, mm-hmm. um, you don't always move forward. Mm-hmm. It's, it's giving up all that control.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, anybody else? Have anything happened for them? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I wanted to share uh, something that you said last night about you know staying in the head and staying in the mind. and. Having things figured out, and um, I'm working on a process now called the Artist's Way. I'm in the fourth mm-hmm. work week where you write every day, and mm-hmm. the fourth week uh, you have to give up reading, mm-hmm. Absence from reading. And I realize that being on the telephone used to be an addiction for me, medicator, you know, Medicaid feelings, and how much books have become a medicator. I mean, I've got them stashed all over the damn house. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like I can be stretching and reach and read a book and say oh hell yeah I'll figure that out you know that's what happened there and when I read that yesterday when you said that last night it's like I really hate to give up my books you know, really mm-hmm. do you know, it's like can I just hang on to this <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay anybody else uh. uh
1: last night when I was driving home I was uh, Having uh, lots of restlessness, anxiety, and, and uh, working in a group this large, I tend to uh,
0: want to pull in. and uh, Not particular. I don't feel supported in a large, large group. Like so this has happened before. I just mm-hmm. share that. Sort of okay. So just to sum up again, what we just did. This was becoming familiar with the direct experience stage of processing, working through the body, where we become choicelessly aware of the feeling that we're processing, just as we experienced choiceless awareness of the body itself. And this training of the body is a very powerful way to develop that capacity. So it doesn't only have to be yoga. Uh, Any other kind of physical discipline that you happen to be into I think would work just as well. Yoga has the advantage of stretching out, which is important for releasing trapped feelings. But uh, like we said last night, body work does that too, or tai chi, or conscious dance, or probably anything that you're doing. Anything that moves you into the body can give you that centering kind of experience. So when feelings come up, you know, we're having this training because feelings come up spontaneously. We can't always regulate when we're going to have a feeling, although to a certain extent we can do that when we're practicing. But we have to be ready to process a feeling when it's coming up. That's what we're learning. That's what we're getting tools for at this point to be able to do. The next item is awareness. Awareness corresponds to the intellectual function. There are a few steps to awareness. The first part of awareness is what we talked about last night. Just recognizing that it's happening, meaning that we're recognizing that projection is in process. And as soon as you recognize that it's happening, you're falling into... A different mindset regarding your experience. As soon as you take responsibility for what's happening, it puts you in a brand new place. So recognize that it's happening, become aware of the real feeling behind the event, and assume responsibility for the feeling, even if it's only in theory. So assuming responsibility means that we know about projection, we know that it's probably likely that projection is happening here. We're making a statement to ourselves. It's actually a, a complete turnaround, a complete shift in the way that we normally experience things. We're assuming that we're going to take responsibility for this ceiling, as we discussed last night because we're experiencing a projection. Now in the handout you'll see a list of uh, chakras, emotions and needs. So, I'd like you to look at this and get familiar with what's down here. This is to try to help you clarify what's coming up for you. The most apparent thing will be an emotion, probably. But emotions are based on usually frustrated needs, and that's a kind of a feeling, too. So, what I've done is tried to list here the dualistic core needs that we base our experience on, starting with the survival center. We have emotions like fear, anxiety, nervousness, paranoia, insecurity, distrust, anything relating to security. And the needs that we have are... The needs for abundance, security, safety, health, gain, comfort, boundaries, the need for life itself. These are all real needs, but to look at them dualistically, as we discussed last night, it's impossible to really experience one without a certain kind of experience of the other. So abundance is always going to be balanced by lack, security by uncertainty, safety by danger or by the threat of danger. Now what we do is make the mistake of trying to go after the positive in an attempt to avoid the negative. So this is what we're going to try to clarify about ourselves in this section about awareness. So the survival chakra is the first chakra uh, located in the base of the spine and it pertains to uh, these kinds of issues so in a broad way you can define these issues as being located in that area of the body now you can't always stay with this in a a rigid sort of way because the feelings do get moved around and relate to all the chakras in the body but in a general sense if you work on that area of your body through yoga through different techniques it's going to affect your experience of survival center issues So you can breathe into that chakra. You can do postures that stretch it out. So are you starting to see places now, places where you may be tempted to chase after the positive in the attempt to avoid the negative just in the things that we've covered in in these chakras? It's, It's hard to get too specific in dealing with chakras because the chakras all relate to each other as well. You might have survival issues related to heart issues or sex issues related to heart issues or sex issues related to throat issues or survival issues related to power issues. So you experience, you're being threatened, your security becomes threatened when you feel unimportant, things like that. Those are all individual ways that we relate these different things. So it's hard to get too specific with using the chakras, but just recognizing that there's a general correlation of the body of those parts of the body the experience in the body and then just work with it and see you know what's what's releasing for you so uh, next page is the heart and the heart of course is a real a very important center it's the beginning of selfless love. It's the feeling of, it's the the center of real intimate feeling. It's also the center of loneliness, longing, sadness, resentment, hate, shame, jealousy. So the heart is the center of acceptance versus rejection. Striving after acceptance is something that we do from early childhood much of the time.
1: And the order that people usually do them does it just fluctuate for each person that you go in the order of, of healing them, Or to integrate them
0: into the process? Usually whatever comes up spontaneously is the way I do it.
1: Or does certain people follow a certain pattern?
0: Or... Yeah, I, I, you know, I've heard that there's a certain pattern to certain people, but the nearest I can come to figuring out what that is is just whatever's coming up for you. That's the way I do it. So the heart is where we experience abandonment and aloneness, and where we are compelled to seek out what we think is going to resolve the abandonment. Now, the important understanding with all of these is that no amount of the positive will release the negative and take the place of releasing the negative. And when we strive for the the positive to take the place of the negative, we wind up in compulsive behavior, so-called compulsive behavior. This is what compulsiveness is. It's striving after the positive in an attempt to avoid the negative. And never being successful in succeeding that. You can look at your own experience or the experience of other people, And just see how true that is. You know, how much security do you need before you feel secure? How much money do you need? And are you ever satisfied with that? If you're compulsive about sex, can you ever get enough? If you're compulsive about food, can you ever get enough? Or power. People are driven all their lives by the power center because of this feeling of insignificance that's on the inside. They keep striving after achievement after achievement. And you can spend your whole life doing this. And that sense of insignificance within is kind of it maybe it temporarily gets satisfied by the next achievement, whatever it is, but it's only a very temporary satisfaction that it keeps coming up. Keeps coming back. On the contrary, if you had no sense of insignificance to drive you compulsively towards achievement, you would be happy just as you are. So that, that's what we're striving after. It's to be happy, to be in balance, without any kind of dependency on outside possessions, people, achievements. Doesn't mean that we don't have those things. Of course, when they come as a part of re- normal rewards, from service or from endeavors that we have. It just means that there's no compulsive searching after. So the idea of compulsivity is one of the things that I want to stress in this section. I want to make sure everybody understands that. How we're compulsive, how we run after the positive in an attempt to escape from the negative. And we really have to face the negative and release it through processing. It's the experience. We've been talking about abandonment. It's the experience of the abandonment. What does that mean for you? If you sit in a processing meditation and your issue is abandonment, at some point you might just wanna bring that up. There might be some trigger for you. Maybe thinking of a certain person, a certain episode This is how you would work with this in meditation. Bring up the incident. Let it trigger those exact feelings, whatever your experience is of abandonment, whatever the related feelings are, sadness, anger, helplessness. And really experience those feelings from the witness. It's just allowing those feelings to be and as they, as they get the recognition, as they get heard, as was said last night, it's just being heard. As those feelings get heard, maybe for the first time, without resistance, that's when the process starts. You can think of these feelings inside yourself as, as entities unto themselves. Some psychologies even call them subpersonalities. You can identify them. You can give them names. You can think of them as children, as the inner child. All these are powerful approaches for doing the same basic kind of work. And it's your attitude towards this inner entity that's important. When you extend that Sense of being heard, that sense of recognition to it. That's all it really wants. And that's normally what we deny it in all the self-rejecting ways that we get into. We'll discuss self-rejection this afternoon. But self-rejection, briefly, is when we turn away from ourselves, from our emotional selves. We're essentially rejecting ourselves. So, opening to the experience, being with it, watching it, hearing it, becoming familiar with it, is all you have to do to have it start changing on its own spontaneously. See, we have no expectation about how it's going to change. We actually can't because we don't really know what the next level of growth will be. It has to occur spontaneously. And it it becomes a surprise when we get there. So we can't really envision, we can't really force ourselves into that level. We just have to open to allow it to happen. So somehow, you know, it's not always going to be obvious how to integrate the negative side. And this is what integration means. Opening up to the negative side of our experience, in a way that's meaningful for you, it may be a very individualistic thing. Suppose you have a strong drive for individualism. Is that compulsive or not? Well, you know, it may or may not be, but if it's based on a fear of conformism, you know, a fear of being a nobody, then it's likely that there's some kind of compulsiveness there. And maybe even other feelings behind that. Now, all centers uh, can be depressed and have guilt and blame. Depression for me is just the sense of, is an energy condition. It's the, the sense of really being exhausted energetically. And if you look at your depression, you know, if if and when you experience that, try to look at it from that point of view as the sense of a psychic exhaustion. But we we project our depression onto the events that are around us, and we think that it's this event that's making us depressed. Now, I'm sure you experience when your frame of mind changes, then things don't look so bad. So it's, it can be as simple as that, but we forget about that. So work with depression energetically just by the, the exact same steps, opening to the feeling of psychic exhaustion. Bring in the healing energies. Use the breath. Uh uh-huh. Do you think uh, the
1: use of Prozac is just another example of not getting, just hiding the
0: feelings? Yeah, Dep- of suppressing the feelings, absolutely any any uh, mood-altering drug would be suppressive in its action. And depression, I, I believe, can be suppressed and can accumulate like any other feeling so that your depression builds. Like William Styron wrote an interesting book a few years ago. Anybody read that, read that book about his personal depression? I'm sorry? William Styron, the famous writer... Uh, wrote a book about his, his bouts with depression a couple of years ago and, and alcoholism. And uh, it just seemed really clear from reading that book that his depression had built up and he was suppressing it with the alcohol. And he finally reached the point where his body would no longer tolerate the alcohol. He had severe reactions to the alcohol and he had to face his depression. The book, the story is about how he managed to do that I forget what the name of it is. Um, William Styron, he wrote Sophie's Choice and, you know, a few other famous novels.
1: You know, western psychology says that depression is about anger turned inward. And uh, this would be the same result, right? In other words, if I don't have my... If I don't have my anger, I don't know how to set my boundaries and move forward in the world. You know, I don't have that for myself, so I've turned it in. That would depress the energy, right?
0: Yeah, that's a good comment, because depression can result from suppression. Just the act of suppression requires so much energy that we're thrown into depression. Not only anger, any kind of feeling that gets suppressed.
1: Mm -hmm. And do you think there's ever a time for use of uh, drugs like Zoloft or, I mean, uh, if a person is working a program and... You
0: know, where they can, you know, well, provide. I'm not sure if I'm qualified to comment about that, but there may be, if it's just so severe that you can't function, there may be a time when you, you would use it, but use it consciously and not overuse it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I kind of, I have a medical background. I'm in pharmaceutical research. like, I think, you know, you can use them both. It, it would scare me just to, you know, to say to people, you don't need those drugs.
0: As long as you're conscious about what it does, and you're not fooling yourself, that all you need to do is take a drug. But yeah, depression can be a sign that there's other suppression going on, definitely, and that's what's taking all your energy. You talked about depression being a result from suppression.
1: So if you've been trained to suppress all of your life, and you Mm -hmm. begin to do energy work, and become aware of what's happening, and begin to integrate,
0: Obviously, this isn't going to happen in a month or even a year. Or are you saying it can? I wouldn't say that it can. There's definitely a time factor to it. Because uh, you have to work with bits and pieces. It's not going to all clear at once. I feel the higher self just brings us what we can work with. We work with a certain amount. We clear that. We go into another, another spiral, another cycle on the spiral you know at a certain time later
1: because i work with people and i see that in people and i see that myself it's mm-hmm. like enough already i've been working yeah. on this x amount of yeah. of years am i going to get to the bottom of it so mm-hmm. i personally even experience that impatience with oh there's more
0: to go yet yeah yeah uh, it it may it, i mean it may have something to do with whether the particular approach is effective or not But even if it's effective, I think there's definitely a sense of, you know, there is a time factor involved here, and that a change is not going to occur overnight. I I do really believe that balancing occurs, from having seen it uh, in myself and other people, we do come into balance, so that if there's a lot of suppressed something, that can be brought into balance. But... On the other hand, you know, the issues that we're dealing with represent life issues. And the way I see it is we just have maybe one or two major issues for us to deal with in this life. It's going to stay with us. It's going to, it's going to, it, it can evolve. It can, we can transcend the experience and have a different experience of the same energy in a certain way. That's part of what successful integration means also. We learn how to handle an energy in a positive way. Learn how to experience it positively. Maybe even just a simp- such a simple as channeling the energy which went into anger into constructive output, something like that. But um, but yeah, there's a time factor involved. I kind of refer to your
1: book as, a, as building a self-loving toolkit Life is a process. We're always going to be experiencing feelings. However, if you design your own little
0: toolkit
1: for processing and integrating the feelings, then the balance is going to be there because you can trust yourself to look after yourself. Mm-hmm. But it is clearly a process that I said, se- my sense is that. Well, I know this for myself as truth. I will be in this process as long as I am informed
0: here. So, yes. It goes on. Mm -hmm. All right, now, there's some questions here which I'd like you to answer if you feel so inclined. Uh, And actually write down your answers. And then we're going to do some sharing of this in small groups. So you can choose an event that you would like to work on. We're in the awareness, on the awareness page now. Probably you have an event. If, it, if it's a health-related issue, you can work on that, too. Uh, if it's health-related you would actually process the manifestation of your condition, the feelings involved in the condition, the physical feelings, and your, rea- your emotional reaction to those physical feelings. But the starting point would be that place in your body and those sensations that are coming up as a result of the condition. If it's an event regarding a relationship, you can use that. A recurring pattern that you're aware of, use that. Whatever is an important event for you to work with or an important pattern for you to work with. Now, how do you usually respond to the event? That can mean different things for different people, but what's your usual response to it?
1: I lost you on the first. What is the event? What do you think?
0: It's the event that you're choosing to work on this weekend to try to obtain some clearing about. An event or a pattern that you find yourself locked into. Something that's triggering your feelings. Whatever, whatever, you th- whatever your experience is that triggers the feelings that you want to work with, that's the event or the pattern. And what are your feelings and emotions related to the, to the event? So this means you may have to do some looking behind at this point. What's the feeling that's coming up for you? Primarily, what's the negative feeling? What's the negative side of all those complementary pairs that we just looked at relating to the chakras? So this requires some searching. The initial emotion could be anger, for example, and the feeling behind that you may or may not be aware of. But if you're aware that it's because your feeling of insignificance is coming up, or your frustration, your powerlessness, if that's the feeling behind the emotion, if you can go that far with it. So go as far as you can go with identifying emotions and the feelings behind. If you're only with the emotion, then just stay with that and let processing take you deeper.